Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, as always, from Miami, Florida, the bodyguard at Calzingas, Kalina. Kalina, how are you? I'm doing good. I was rushing to get here, actually. I was driving far from North Miami Beach, so I just got here right on time. Yeah, I'm always between, like, I don't want to text you because I know you're driving. Cause I don't want like I don't want to be the cause of <laughs> any drive. of I'll anything. You know I don't want to be a cause of any accidents. Damn it! Um, but we're excited. No, that's why. That's why I take the arm drive. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, take your time. We'll make it work. Um, but I'm, we're excited because I love my New York hip hop. There's no secret about that. And you know, for the most for, for most of hip hop history, you know, New York has kind of been. Number one, and it's changed in the last, you know, for a while in the in the mid two thousands. Is you know, you could argue other places had it, and that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, good thing for hip hop. But it's anytime hip hop is primarily coming out from the East Coast, New York in particular, it just seems to be huge movements going on and shifts and waves, and it always seems like. This is movement. We have a couple of good, interesting movements going on right now. So we're excited to have our guest on the show making a lot of noise from Harlem, New York sound. Oh, man. Thank you. My man, UFO (laughs) Feeve. UFO Feeve, how are you? Yeah. I need that intro, man. That was crazy right there. I need that audio. (laughs) The the fever is high on this one. It's good to have you on the show because you're in an interesting place in in hip hop right now as the budding the continuing growth of the underground scene is is exciting to watch different things coming on and here you are in the middle of it but your style of hip hop translates so well to a more of a mainstream audience and we talked about this before offline um you know I mean how yes, how sir. interesting how your music is definitely coming from an underground spirit but could capture a bigger audience and maybe some of the people are doing it now. How much of that is just the way you write? How much is that deliberate where you're thinking about the long term of your career? Um, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I just, um, all my favorite, all my favorites crossed over at one point in their career. So, um, I'm kind of like, I'm groomed to follow those steps, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Lincoln be able to, like, work with Eric Sermon and, like, dudes like that. It's the only thing that you get to do is graduate into bigger sound and make them records. So, um, I knew I was eventually, I was going to be faced with trying to write bigger sounds, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just always how my pen was. But, um, yeah, I translate, I try to translate over, man, to give, um, I also want to be successful, you feel me? Um, yeah, that's what I want to, that's what I'm here for is to be successful in the music business. And you don't be successful in the music business by uh, writing good, without writing good music. So that's the overall goal, you know what I'm saying? And before we start getting into that, um, I'd like to know, what part of Harlem are you from? I'm from Spanish Harlem, man, El Barrio, you know, First Avenue, 115 and First. 113 and third, those are those that's my you know, those are my home bases right there. I'm but like the whole neighborhood eight blocks away you know, from me. I'm from the 
Oh yeah, I'm from the entire neighborhood, man. You know, every the I was born and raised. I was born in Mount Sinai. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'm from the neighborhood for real, for real. You know. And um, I was reading up on you a little bit, and I see that you come from a family that has musical background too. How was that with um with your family when they saw that you yourself wanted to get into music? Were they against it? Were they supportive? Yeah. My dad wasn't with it. Um, he was the my dad is the musician. He was um in a group called TKA, early '90s, a freestyle group. They still you know doing their shows and stuff. Um, Mark Anthony, I was around Mark Anthony early on, La India. I seen all of them early. You know what I'm saying um, Black Rob. Uh, grew up in my building, managed him before he got on. So overall, I've seen um what success can translate to in the music business coming from the neighborhood. And, um, no, um, it wasn't, it just kind of like, uh, like the privilege was getting to know it was a business. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I got to see like my dad stressed, you know what I'm saying? Go through music stuff. So it kind of like, let me understand what I was getting into early. So that was like the benefit of having that. I knew how to write hooks before everybody in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a dude who showed dudes how to count bars and stuff like that because I understood a lot of it early on being exposed to it. So those were the benefits. But um, skill-wise, it all comes with, you know, in knowledge yourself, individuality, you know what I'm saying? And experiences. But um, yeah, if you don't know if this is a business, man, you get caught up quick. Okay, and I mean, with that being said, what lane do you consider yourself to be in, if if there is a lane? I mean, um, I don't know what oh, you would. Oh man, yeah, mom, I'm UFO, uh, man, I'm out of this, <laughs> you know, out of this worry, there's no space for me, man. I'm, out, I'm UFO, man. You know, I'm. Uh, I try to keep up with the the nicest. I try to be as good as the good ones, and still being able to. I like women at my shows, you know what I'm saying? I like I like to make music. My my daughter sings. I like, you know, it's not always bad times. I like to write content sometimes, just some stories. So I try not to just be thug rap all day because um the realities of that are, you know, I'll be selling myself short, you know. I'll be fronting for the people because I'm not thugging all day. Um and my people that are, I'm trying to get them out of that mind frame. You know what I'm saying? They be too negative every time and stuff like that. So just trying to live a life, man, and not front for the people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, especially being that no artist is really going to go out of their way to say that anyway, because they usually stick to, you know, one thing. They don't really want to show too much. It's that's always cool, too. Hard. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know. Everybody got what works for them. Um, I just, you know, I like to diversify my stocks. You know what I'm saying? Different return of investments and stuff like that. And I've seen, again, I've seen success. I've seen um, people around me get super successful. You know what I'm saying? In ways they wanted to, not just monetarily, but like, you know, get to places they wanted to get to. So I know it's possible. You know what I'm saying? So I just try to be ready for everything, not just the hard stuff. Um, you know, I might have to write a record for a female one day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, gotta be open for that. 
I'll be ready for that. And speaking of like your projects, um, let's talk about your last project that you did with um, J Hart. J Hart, DJ. Yeah, shout out to him. You guys did really good. He kind of captured a sound that you were looking for and he kind of kept it Thank you. throughout the whole EP. How did you link up sure. with him? Uh, I met Jay. He originally, um, like you guys, man, he DM'd me and he wanted to link for an interview, but um, he wanted to do it in person. So he came through the neighborhood and um, we hung out and I took him around and he just hung out with us for a day and, and you know, um, you know, he fell in love with the, with the energy and what was going on around us, you know what I'm saying? And um, I had just met Joe at that point, so I was telling him like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of stuff going on, but um, still a little outcast from the industry. Like I got a lot of connects, but I still, you know what I'm saying? Keep to myself like a loner, you know. You know, um, it, it could be detrimental at times because I could be a lot further, you know what I'm saying. But um, I don't, I don't deal with heart. You know, I don't set myself up. You know what I'm saying for heartbreak with trying to make friends. Um, so I work with the people that want to work with me. So he would, you know, he uh, came to America and he had a studio and he interviewed me. He had his own little radio show. I seen him focus. And I told him, you know, if he got some beats, I laced them. And um, he had beats, man. He kept making beats, and I kept rhyming over them. And um, you know, a couple years, maybe like two years later, we got, you know, we finally got immigrated as to what the people know it is now. You know what I'm saying, but there's about a few versions of that project. There's a version like uh, cheese that's all hard. You know what I'm saying? Like cheese, I got a version of immigrated that's all hard. And um, I would play it for like arsonist from the heat makers i i usually play stuff for him i'll play it for joe crack um different people and i wasn't getting the reaction i wanted you know what i'm saying like i could tell it was too hard and um when you playing it for industry heads like people that's make uh i want to say hit records you know what i'm saying but like when they make music long long uh, longevity music than they expect to hear it a certain way you know what I'm saying so that's trying that's more of the lane I'm trying to focus on is making timeless music being a legacy artist that could perform 30 years from now you know it's interesting that you test like testing the market let me see let me bring it to people who've been in the game and, and kind of get a vibe on how they're interpreting it how they're receiving it and then making adjustments um, I, I I think that's such an, a smart thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, I mean, I, I, just putting it out there. Thank you, man. I'm um, I was doing it by myself at one point, so I know I'm I'm humble just to be, you know, what I'm saying able to play it for these people. So I take full advantage of that when I can. I'll go with my best weed, you know, what I'm saying, go sit with them and just smoke and just let them hear what I got and take all their feedback and just keep it pushing, you know. And um the good Lord always lines me up around that time when I'm finishing something with uh, a collection of ears. I don't know how it happens, you know what I'm saying? But I end up in rooms with the people I need to be with and I get to pick their brain about my sound. So when you hear me, there's man, it's not just UFO and Jay Hart, you know what I'm saying? That's me playing it for like, it got crafted to sound like that from like, 
playing it for Nori and playing it for like people that's in the industry and just taking the opinion and then coming up with that body of work. So, yeah. Well, whatever, what whatever advice that they gave you, however, whatever direction it was supposed to be in, it kind of went into a really great collective work. You guys did a really good um, job together. Being that he's, you know, from somewhere totally different, came to the he's been working and then you just you know you just gave him that opportunity too you guys did a really good job on that and it and it can right it can it's relatable to different types of people different right. spectrum so i think whatever it is you were trying to achieve i think it really worked <clears throat> thank you man um yeah jay wanted to make because <clears throat> jay's a super underground head too and um you know, he's, we work with like Chris Rivers, Buddha Monk, all them mm -hmm. kind of guys, like, you know, super legendary cats. So um, we started off trying to stay on that underground stuff. And um, maybe days I go to the studio, because this is also like the first project that I, I actually put the pen away. And I was just like uh, letting myself naturally go in the studio, hear the beat and just take off on, you know, on real time. So Jay got in that same vibe, like, yo, I'm gonna make some, like every time he, I went to the studio, he would just make new beats. So we would catch them vibes. So um, we were trying to stay underground and then Jay would make beats like running it. You know what I'm saying? And he'll be like, and I'll be like, yo, I could, you know, I, I'm good on those. You know, I could flow on those too. So I'll show him, I'll come up with a flow rhyme scheme right in front of him. He'd be like, yo, you gotta lay that. And then we come out with joints like running it. And um, you know, CJ Fly blessed us with a verse on Sunrise. That's mm -hmm. you know, those are tracks that like I was just speaking my mind, you know, truly just getting things off my chest. And um, I also have a project with Static. It happened the same way because I was recording them at the same time. Like at the end of Emigres, that when we was wrapping up the Emigres that's out now, I started recording the Static project. So being a Static. I wasn't writing, like Static was forcing me to like record. Static works super fast. Like Static could make a beat in front of you. And um, if you hear the beat and you want that beat, you gotta let him know you want it. And he'll like send it to you or something. Cause otherwise, if you don't got something ready for it, he's moving on. So like, I would hear him make a beat and be forced to go jump on and lay a song in the like 30 second gap of him having his ear, you know what I'm saying? So it was forcing me to do that for the last few records that we needed. And um, yeah, so that's how I approach my projects now. I've gotten better at putting them together and just feeling them out. And then like, you know, just having ears, like I said, Joe would tell me, you know, when you make, when you making this project, um, it, you listen to it in different environments, it always sound different, you know? Um, in your car, it might sound good. I play it for y'all, it might sound good. So you always you always take that and stick with the records that work in every environment. You know what I'm saying? One of the, what you get. What the interesting thing about Emigra is I don't want the listeners who are new. Keith, do you have any questions? Yeah, I more like I don't want the I don't want the Because right now it says you have a terrible connection. I hear you. I hear you, I hear you perfectly. I hear you perfectly. If you hear me perfectly, I hear you. Look, perfectly. he's like frozen in time on the screen. I talk cheese out of the thing. No, I got you. If you but do you hear My me bad, good? Geez. If you hear me, it's all good. Look, he's still trying to regroup. He lost them. No, I'm here. I'm I hear you. You know, he's gonna come back on and be like, yo, I, I, I 
Yo, you got to say that all again. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Do you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I've been hearing you. I've been hearing you the whole time. I've been hearing you the whole time. I've been hearing you the whole time. So don't worry about it. Um, I, what's interesting about this project is I don't want the listeners who are new to you to confuse it as, oh, there's a little more of a contemporary writing style. So maybe there's no substance to it. There's a lot of substance in this. There's a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of personal moments that are being shared. And the people who listen to your back catalog, some of the earlier mixtapes, things like that would see there's a, There's common threads and continuations of stories and threads throughout your entire catalog. So you may I'm be, glad you caught that cheese there. You yeah. got me fanning out. Like, yeah, I'm glad somebody's yeah. catching it. There's stuff that happens on the on the first couple of mixtapes that, that comes back around in immediate. Yes. Right. So there's a yeah, I like a as a listener, I like to listen to projects, various projects from one artist throughout their lifespan to really gauge where, where they are I just don't take one I don't take Illmatic And just think That's that's it The whole yeah, breadth Of Nas catalog Is important to the artist Now That's good and bad Depending on who it is But in this case There's always Threads coming back So it keeps me engaged And it's like There's always a To be continued On a lot of these Songs Because there's so much Layers to yeah. it That are being uh, laid down. Uh, how much of that no, I is truly just appreciate that cheese? How much of that is just a spur in the moment you're writing, continuing to flesh those thoughts out, those feelings out, and how much of it is deliberately laid out to be followed up with later on? Yeah, I think it's all subconsciously. It happens that way, man. Every um, every project is like a time span. You know, it captures a time span of what I'm going through and. Um, you know, even in the last three years, I've been working on like six projects at a time. So as they coming out, they all going like, it all falls like that, like basic instructions. I was working on Bible when I was working on Emigra. So there's some stuff that like, you know, I'll leave a, a Bible studio session and head to an Emigra session and just still be talking some of the stuff in different, um, subconsciously it still be on my mind. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'm glad you caught that because I, I catch that sometimes myself, um, how things tie in. And I also think that I'm, I'm more of like a, I'm a big like fan of like the Renaissance and all that. So like paint, like it's like painting, you know what I'm saying? It's like every piece is, is, a, is different or continuation of the last, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like either super different or something that's like inspired by something that I already did. So it's like, um, yeah, it's just like that. It happens like that subconsciously overall though. Um, the producers mostly add a lot to it. You know, I gotta give them a lot of credit because um, I feed off their vibes and their energy most of the time. So yeah, and I just provide the poem, the poetry, you know? Crush a lot podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking it out. Um, hit consider subscribing if you, you know if you want to hear more stuff. Check out the back catalog. But do us a favor. Right. This is really about the artists. Hit the links below. Um, Imigris is out now on all streaming services. You can also get That's right. the vinyls over at Tough Kong. I already ordered mine. Still waiting for it to come. It takes a while to get there. 
You know, they're, yeah, in, a diff- they're that, in a different man. part of the world. It gets a little, it gets a little, you know, a little delayed here. This vinyl there. thing is, yeah, this vinyl thing is new too, man. Everybody's, you know. Everyone's jumping everybody's, on. Everybody's. I'm always, yeah, everyone's I'm always in the broke. Yeah, these are buy yeah. baby food or buy vinyl. And uh, Yo, yeah, I'm so with I, you, man. So I get the pre-orders when I could, um, before they go out. So go check out the That's streaming from Emigres now. And if you're, you know, if if you're into the super listen me and, me and Kalina we got we know what our podcast is we know we're super on the ground we know that um but hip hop is there's so many different levels of hip hop and what UFO Fever is offering is 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 good for everyone and I would if you have a streaming account dip your toe in the water and and thank us later all right, that's a fact, man. Podcast. But don't get it tip, don't get it twisted, man. There's we come coming. from that, man. This is Jefferson yeah. Projects, man. Yes. We from uh, this is that Terror Squad lineage, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. this is like I'm from the house that Pun built, man. So you know that's that underground shit that everybody doing. I'm from you know the ones who started that. They anointed me, you know what I'm saying? I'm already anointed with it. So it's like ain't nothing more to prove, man. It's like. I'm trying to help the underground. I'm trying to help these artists understand like there's money out here. You know, you're leaving a lot of tape money on the table, man. Even with this vinyl stuff, a lot of cats don't know what they signing, don't know what's going on, don't know the money translates. You know what I'm saying? From euros to America, it's, it's a lot of going, a lot of stuff going on right now, man. So I'm trying to learn as much as I could. So. When I do get the politic with my dudes that are MCs and they might be having some trouble, I could give them some game, help them understand that, you know, you might could get a publishing check that, that helps. Like I told you before, Cheese, like, you know, ain't nothing wrong with, you know, writing a nice record, man, and getting a two, three million dollar publishing check. You know what I'm saying? It happens, man. To the best of us, you just got to be smart about it and, you know, don't be scared. Don't change. I ain't never gonna change, man. And I'm never said I was gonna stay broke, neither. You heard? So. Wise words. Crush a lot podcast. UFO thief and the bodyguard Calzinas. We'll catch you in the next episode of the Crush a lot podcast. Peace. The legends. <laughs>